Welcome back to Two Tarot Nerds. This is a podcast with me, Jolie, and my friend Di, where we sort of talk about tarot, but really just talk about the experience of being human. This week, we talked about approaching repeating cards with curiosity rather than judgment, about being prickly and pushing people away rather than accepting help, and just about the general challenge of learning to do things differently. So if you want to hear two friends talk about life, tarot, and everything in between, sit back, get a snack, and enjoy. This is your reminder before we get started that there's probably some adult language in this episode. So if that's something you're concerned about or you have people around you who might not want to hear that, please pop in your headphones and then go ahead and dive in. All right, shall we start as we always start with what we're bringing to the table? How are you doing today, Di? I'm doing okay. I'm kind of tired. I haven't been sleeping all that great. Some of that is my brain. Some of it is that allergens are really bad here, which means all the other people in my house who are allergic to everything are just like snoring and like just not sleeping well. And so like it's not helping me at all. It was nice though. I went for a walk this morning and could see the full moon. It was gorgeous. I'd hoped to yesterday, but it was too cloudy, but it was it was totally clear this morning, which was nice. And I was talking last week about part-time job that I applied for and I have a phone interview for that later today. So there's a little bit of like excited, anxious, like not not too bad, but like it's definitely there in the background. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good that we're doing this because it gives me something to do this morning so I'm not spending you know all of my time waiting <laughs> yeah that waiting I don't do wait. that as much as some people I know but I definitely fall into it sometimes of like can't do anything gotta wait for this thing that's coming up <laughs> yeah yeah I totally get that and how are you I'm doing pretty good I'm back to being slightly under the weather but I had a really long nap before we jumped on to record. So I'm actually feeling like really well rested, really well taken care of. So I'm doing pretty good. I just, yeah, throat's throat's a little scratchy, voice a little bit gravelly today. But yeah, uh, it's been, (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what happened last week. I feel like it's that thing that regularly happens where I suddenly wake up and I'm like, oh, it's the 10th of October. Where'd those first 10 days go? (laughs) Like, yes, I don't know. (laughs) For sure. So yeah, let's let's dive into our cards. What cards did you pull this week? So I kept the same questions that I had last week. So my first one was, what energy am I invited to work with this week? And for that, I got six of pentacles. And then what might get in the way of that? I got strength. And then what can support me? I got eight of swords. So like, just like at first glance, I'm like, interesting, like not maybe the way I would have thought that those (laughs) would come out, but I ended up kind of thinking about them as a whole, Um, like they're they're definitely all connected. I can easily see that. I laughed about Six of Pentacles because I was ranting a little bit last week about Seven of Cups. Again, this is the fourth time I've had Seven of Cups. Well, One of the other cards that I've had repeatedly is Six of Pentacles. And if I include when I did our Autumn Equinox spread, I've now had Six of Pentacles four times also. So they're tied. (laughs) But 
because of the conversation we had last week, I went, it, like when I saw it, it was less of a, oh my God, why is this coming up again? And more of a, interesting. I'm kind of curious, like what, what's different now? Like what feels different to me now? What do I have going on that's different since the last time this came up? So I went and I looked, it did come up in my autumn equinox spread. So that's kind of like over the whole of autumn. But the other two times before that were actually relatively close together. They were in our second test episode and then our second regular episode. So it's been a while, like quite a bit has been going on between then and now. And so just thinking about like what, what I have going on. I originally pulled all of these cards with my This Might Hurt Tarot deck, which is what I've been using, but I actually like the versions from other decks better for all of them this week. So when I've looked at Six of Pentacles before, it's been a lot about like giving and receiving and balancing that. And so I was thinking like, okay, what, like what's coming up? What's getting in the way of that sort of, which I may mean, get to the other cards, but I realized when I looked at this week's card, that the version of it in the This Might Hurt deck is pretty similar to the traditional. And I realized looking at that versus the Lightseers, like one of my big resistances to this card was immediately apparent. And it's that in the traditional one, it very much feels like you've got someone who's in a position like of authority, like bestowing like coins or pentacles on people. It's not an equal relationship. And when I was thinking about it, I'm like, this came up recently. Like, like why do I have stuff in my head? And I went back and I checked because I listened, I think it was two weeks ago, one of the um, episodes from the uh, podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. They did an episode that was all about asking for help. And I'm like, it, very timely because <laughs> I continue to have issues with that. But one of the things they talked about that really stuck with me is that that idea of like accepting help from someone who you feel like is a partner or an equal versus like someone where there's a power difference. And we talked about power quite a bit lately. And I'm like, that's where a lot of the issue comes from. And then also the idea about control and like, it's different when like, I decide that I need help with something and I want to like ask for that versus someone else coming in and saying, Hey, looks like you need help with this. Let me help you. Like, that's a big hangout for me. <laughs> So it's interesting, instead of just the surface, like giving, receiving thing, I really feel like, oh, I'm kind of digging into this now and kind of seeing what's under that initial, like, oh, it's six of pentacles again. I don't like this card. I, you know, but now I'm like, well, what, but, but why? Yeah. I love that. It's funny. Cause one of the things that it made me think of when you were talking about like the it being an unequal power of someone having a lot and giving to someone who doesn't have much 
is like there's this thing in psychology that one of the ways to earn trust is to ask for help. Yeah, people are weirdly like more likely to trust someone that they've helped. Like I, I totally get that there's definitely a power dynamic of like, it can almost feel like the person who's giving is like controlling all the resources and they're de- deciding like what's gets what gets given out. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to dive into. So then, so I'm thinking about all of this stuff and like the, you know, asking versus other people like giving it all. So then I start figuring in, okay, what can get in the way and strength, which interestingly enough, we've only talked about once. And again, it was way back toward the beginning, but I went digging through my other decks because like most of the cards they have usually have like a woman and a lion and there's a kind of a like a lot of time there's a vibe of like she's taming the lion sort of thing and that just is never really like I've not connected with that very much so I'm like well what what else do I have here um so I went through and I ended up with my spacious tarot deck which the minor arcana I don't always connect with as well but like most of the major arcana cards I really like and the image in this one for strength is a cactus that's blooming and I'm like that's a like very different (laughs) but also like I'm thinking about what does it take for that to happen because it doesn't all the time again thinking about like different perceptions of things and like what we think as far as like outward strength versus like that inside like you've got a cactus you're in a desert or whatever but like if this cactus is blooming like there's water somewhere but you're not seeing it and so that like like what's below the surface what's coming from inside and it got me thinking combined with the other stuff of one of the things that's come up for me recently is the idea of like I come across as a little too (laughs) self-sufficient yeah and so like like even if I like want help with things I get frustrated because I'm like why do I always have to like ask and it's because I give off the vibe of I'm good I don't need your help (laughs) and like how do you balance that like yes I can do a lot to take care of myself and also I do want help sometimes. It's just so hard when you've like gotten into the habit of like, and and this came up when we were talking about winning the battle, but losing the war with like, you know, doing everything yourself. It's like you get to a point of like, people don't even think about whether or not you might want help because you've like told them so many times that you're fine. Yeah. For me, it's like, kind of letting go of that prickly exterior that can like keep people away and like you said people we can blame everyone else like no one else is helping me but when we're the ones who have repeatedly rejected offers for help and repeatedly pushed them away like eventually they get the message like okay Di doesn't want my help (laughs) Di doesn't think my help is good enough and like I don't think we often consider we just think, oh, we're being self-sufficient. We think we're being reliable and dependable and it's like we're not bothering anyone. 
But like, how does it feel for the other person to feel like their offer of help is rejected? People want to help the people that they love. It feels good to help the people that we love. And yeah, when we're rejecting that, like we're just being that prickly cactus. (laughs) And I think strength is about leaning into, yeah, the softer part that like flowers. Yeah. And so I I definitely see how that connects like right back to Six of Pentacles and like, yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's how you build connection with other people. It's like you help each other. So the third card I had this week in the like what can support me was Eight of Swords. And that initially I'm like, I don't think of Eight of Swords as a helpful sort of card. But the more I thought about it, the more it was like, it feels tied into the like stories that get in your way and... When I look at Eight of Swords, because pretty much always it's someone who is like tied up, trapped, blindfolded, like stuck. And my go-to immediately is like, how do I get myself out of this? And today when I was looking at it, I'm like, but what if I don't have to do it? What if like other people could help me get out of this? Like, I don't even know if there's anyone around. Could I open myself up enough to be like, hey, I'm stuck here. Is there anybody who can, like, help me get out of this? But I almost never think that. At least not right away. Yeah, that's interesting because, like, Eight of Swords traditionally would be, like, a real card of, like, you have the power to walk away from this like you're you're not fighting anymore like the fight is over you have the tools and the resources to kind of cut yourself free from whatever's going on but it's interesting if like the thought that's keeping you tied up is I have to do this all alone then the solution doesn't feel like oh I have the power to like I mean you do have the power to change right that I have to do this all alone believe but it requires, yeah, help. And, and that's so vulnerable, especially like if you feel actually stuck and you don't know who's coming, if they're friend or foe, like you don't know if they are they going to make this worse or are they going to actually help me? That's like a really vulnerable place to be in. But I also imagine it could be like hugely supportive to have someone come in and help you and to sort of carry the weight of whatever you feel like is keeping you stuck. Yeah. The the other thing I thought with it is like I I can't even tell you how many times like I've like gone somewhere to like buy something or whatever. It's like, you know, can I help you? No, no, I'm fine, I'll get whatever. But every once in a while, like I will let someone help me and the vast majority of the time, like things get resolved more quickly. They may think of things that I didn't. And it's like, why do I always insist on like doing it myself just because I can when like, oh, you know, if I let someone help, they could be like here. And I'm like done really quickly, you know, maybe get an idea for something that was not even, you know, what I had thought of to begin with. Like, yeah, I'm just like, why? (laughs) Why am I like this? (laughs) 
So yeah, it just feels like, yeah, at least opening myself up a little more to like, okay, maybe like I don't actually have to do all of it. <laughs> yeah, that feels like a theme that's sort of been popping up for a while, especially with like that 10 of wands energy, <laughs> you feeling like you have to carry it all. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds like there's a lot to sort of unpack around receiving help and like what might be attached to that help and what that help might look like or feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like even though it's the same stuff that has been coming up for months, like I feel like I'm getting a little more like below the surface, like, okay, like I'm seeing this keeps coming up. Let's actually stop and think about like, wh why, where is this, you know, what exactly is, getting in the way of this instead of just like oh look like we're back to i need to receive more and like not and just you know kind of blowing it off like yeah yeah, yeah i know instead of being a little more curious about like well but, but why do i have so much trouble with that <laughs> yeah really digging into the roots i think that's why repetition is important like even whenever mm -hmm. we're teaching something to someone like, it's really important to repeat yourself. And often I know for myself, I'll hear something 10 different times and it just like won't click. But then the 11th time could be the exact same words as all the other times. <laughs> and suddenly you're like, oh, that lands yeah. in a different place today. Yeah. So how about you? Where are your cards this week? <laughs> I am, I'm back with my major arcana. I seem to be just alternating with my major arcana and then my swords and then my major arcana and that's that's fine my cards feel really connected to the cards i pulled two weeks ago so two weeks ago what was present was the tower and what was blooming out of that was five of cups so this week my what was present or what is present is the star which is the card that comes after the tower and its roots is five of cups. <laughs> so it's like this direct path of like, okay, what was blooming last week? It bloomed and now it's the roots. And I've moved on to the next major arcana, which is the star. And then um, what could bloom out of the star is the world, which it, I, I've seen um, in the course of this podcast, but it's that was sort of the beginning of the journey. The whole the whole thing with the Major Arcana, I feel like, kind of kicked off with the world. So it's like, oh, hi, uh, we're back there again. So I guess starting with the roots, um, because we have very recently talked about Five of Cups, and I talked a lot about its astrology, which is Mars and Scorpio, and that that being Mars, a planet of action and energy and motivation and fire, in a sign that it rules but a sign that is Scorpio is water it's like the underbelly it's the things we don't necessarily like to talk about the kind of uncomfortable feelings for me there's a lot of there's a lot obviously that's tied into Scorpio but that's what we kind of talked about and five of cups is usually a card that's associated with like loss or disappointment but I kind of had the viewpoint of like well sometimes that's a bit necessary that like, if we're gonna change and grow, like, yeah, we have to go through a little bit of disappointment. We have to go, like, the path isn't smooth from A to B, ever. 
but like Mars and Scorpio has the drive to stay connected to their passion and purpose. I feel like anytime when you have like really strong action driven by really, really strong feelings, like that has lasting power. And so yeah, Five of Cups was a little bit of a card of like, we're going to poke at the things that need to be poked at. We're going to look at the things in the corner and then see what's there, see what's coming up. And when it came up again now as the roots, I was like, oh, how did that pan out? How did Five of Cups bloom out over the last two weeks? And I think I have been sort of just very gently poking at stuff with my business and like my relationship to rest and to supportive structures and supportive habits, the things that like will enable me to keep going, like when the path isn't smooth. Yeah. And then as I feel like as seen last week by like all the swords energy, like that brings up a lot in my brain of like, yeah, I don't know. Can this actually work? I kind of want to do this new thing. I feel really connected to this new thing. Or like there are some things that I feel like I need to let go of in my business. And I have a lot of feelings around that. But I'm also, yeah, I guess I have been just doing a lot of, it's felt very passive to me. And it's felt like, oh, on the surface, people wouldn't think I've been doing any work. But actually, if I stop and reflect, like there has been a lot of just holding it in my mind and turning things over. And yeah, I guess seeing like, okay, what's what's attached to that? What would it feel like to let go of that? What? But just not rushing anything. So yeah, so that's kind of how Five of Cups has shown up for me, I feel like, of just, it's not been, you know, there hasn't been any like massive feelings of disappointment or like loss or grief or like anything that I think maybe some tarot books or guides would like want to toss at you with five of cups I think it's been really gentle but also does obviously stir up thoughts and leaning back into queen of pentacles that came up last week and just like tending to that but what's been blooming out of that is the star and the star feels like a real card of it comes after the tower and so I was like oh this feels fitting to come out of the tower then moving through the swords because it feels like what we talked about last week with the journey of five of swords to six of swords and what does that feel like to let go of some of the beliefs to let go of some of the battles you're fighting and like how that can be scary and like so yeah now this feels like the bigger picture version of that of like going from tower to the star so I was thinking about how Kind of what we were talking about with Hermit, interestingly, last week of how in Tower there's this massive inferno and you're burning it all down. But then what has to happen as that fire burns down and you're down to like the cinders and the ashes and you're surrounded by darkness? Like, how do you move forward from that? And again, thinking back to that, like when you're in the dark, the stars become so much more clear and possibilities and ways forward become so much more clear. The star is ruled by Aquarius, which again, last week, all of my swords both had that Aquarius connection. But, you know, Aquarius is not a negative energy. It's Aquarius is a sign of progress. It's a sign of like, 
you know, you got to think the air signs are like Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And you have a lot of like community in those in signs, like Gemini in particular has a lot of community and Libra with like balance and restorative justice. And like Aquarius is part of that. It's part of like, okay, cool. You guys did the burning down, but like, we're going to do the rebuilding. We're going to do the healing. And it's, it, for me, it's a, a real sign that like, it doesn't work alone. Like Aquarius has that real, like, it needs to be for the good of the collective. If it's, if it's going to happen, like, it's not enough to just be like, okay, cool. I got what I wanted. I burned this thing down. I got what I wanted. I'm out. But like Aquarius is like, no, it's what, what is good for the collective is good for us all. And like, I guess I think of Spock when I think of Aquarius. I think of like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or even the one. Like that's, that's real, like that logic and that practicality. That's real Aquarius energy. So yeah, for me, uh, the star is supported, like in the imagery, the star is supported by like water and earth. Like they, they are grounded, they are connected to the earth and they're usually like pouring back into the water. So this, yeah, this like collective healing is a real Aquarius energy. So yeah, star isn't one that I, it's not a card I've seen a lot and it's, not a card that I feel like, oh, there's, it has this message or I have to do this thing. But it's just like, okay, what's present is like almost going slow, like taking time to, to, I was also thinking about like taking time to find your North Star again, to like reorient yourself and to go forward on like a stronger, sturdier path. It hasn't come up for me a lot either. I like what you said as far as like connecting back to what we talked about last week with the hermit that really stuck with me last week through the whole week of like, you know, that idea of in the darkness, like being able to like focus more and like the other thing, like thinking about what you were just saying with the tower and like moving through to the star and the energies with that it made me think a lot actually of, I don't remember which chapters in your book, where you go from like burning things to then what do you then like build out of the ashes to be able to go forward? Yeah. I like that of, yeah. Building out of the ashes. It's not just destruction. Like there is then creation and there is beauty that comes out of this and yeah, and so then what was blooming out of the star is the world, which just feels like just very fitting. But again, like just like a natural progression of like, okay, maybe we're moving towards the end of this, whatever this journey is that I have been on with all of these major arcana of like, okay, maybe we're getting somewhere. Like it almost feels like, a, okay, pause, rest, recover, but like trust that the seeds are planted and they're underground doing their thing and they will bloom in their time like yeah just like okay yeah it just feels like I just like I know I repeat it over and over but just like just trust like this this whatever is moving through is moving through and and the the ending or like the completion or like the vision of the new world 
that I'm sort of building in my head will come. The other thing that I was just thinking, like, as you were talking about that and thinking about the tower and, and all that is how like, like sometimes like it's after a fire that certain things bloom that like they wouldn't normally, or they couldn't because there's not space for them. Like you have to clear that out. It was making me think a little bit like same thing with like the, the strength card. It's like, you know, this is how it normally is, but like something different happens and then you get something that you, you wouldn't have before. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I'm like, have I, I don't know that I've been so willing to lean into like the doing things differently. I like keep finding myself in that tug of war of like, this, this is what works or this is what has worked. And I need to like pull that into the new thing. But it's like, what if I just did like a radically new thing? That's not at all like tethered to the old ways. That's interesting to think about. I don't know what that would look like. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I feel the same most of the time. So yeah, those are my cards. It's just like a very slow and steady journey through. I don't know. I still get this feeling sometimes of like the cards are pointing or giving me a mirror or reflecting back to me like what's present but like I can't see it until I get to the end and then I'll get to the end and I'll be like I see that journey now like I understand the story but I still sometimes get that feeling of like until I read the last chapter I I don't quite know what this journey is like I'm just sort of blindly putting my jigsaw puzzle pieces in but like I'm doing it in the dark and I haven't seen the finished puzzle yet and like that's okay and I can just keep trusting and following the like intuition and the feelings and being like, okay, I think this piece goes here. I think this piece goes here. But I'm like, at some point it feels like I'm going to turn on the light and be like, holy shit. Like, cool. Like (laughs) I, yeah, this is amazing. But like, yeah, I, I guess I like that hindsight 2020 thing of like, I, I need the hindsight to understand what it is I'm going through now, but I'm just like watching it play out through the cards and being like, okay, I, and I, I was worried. I was journaling and I was like, I feel like I'm not working with my cards enough that I'm not like paying attention to what's blooming enough and I'm not working with the energy of what's present. But I was like, but wait, I'm clearly moving forward. Like there has been progression in all of the cards, like literal progression from like knights to queens and now from tower to star. Like there has been literal progression in the story that the cards are telling. So I'm clearly like... I feel like doing whatever needs to be done. I think my brain's just creating stories of how the doing should look. But I'm like, just it, there's clearly forward momentum here. Just trust. Yeah, I I totally get that. <laughs> I feel I feel very much the same. It's like at some point it will all be like, oh, I get it. This all makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in the middle of it, it's just yeah. so hard to see it. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It is that feeling of like, once you look back and you're like, oh, I understand how that piece fit in and like why, not like everything happens for a reason, but like, oh, I understand. Um, yeah. I can, I can see the, stru- for me, it's like, I can see the structure of the story. Um, but like, even when I write, 
the structure sort of the last thing that I see. Like I'll have all the words on the mm-hmm. page and then I'm like, what? I don't know what's the beginning and what's the end. But then at some point it just clicks and I'm like, oh, this is the structure of the story and I can rearrange the pieces and it makes sense and I can move on. So yeah, I guess I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to keep just waiting for you to hand me pieces until until it feels done. Yeah. So back to our themes of trusting, of going slow, and of receiving help. We have we have circled back around to how we started the podcast. And also though, <laughs> like we're in wildly different spaces and I think that's kind of beautiful. Yeah. Like it really is the spiral of like yeah, same themes but like different vibes, different different people meeting those themes. I'm not swearing at my cards as much anymore. Yeah. And neither are you. Like, we were both like, oh, fuck <laughs> these fucking cards. Like, you're no. giving me this again? And now we're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> cool. I, I get, I see this. I'll, I'll sit with it. I'll work with it. I'll feel the feelings. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So those are our cards for the week and our thoughts on them. As always, pictures of our cards and links to anything mentioned will be in the show notes, as well as some journaling prompts for you to think about um, related to what we talked about in this episode. You can find the link to that in the description below. And if you have any thoughts, questions, or comments about the cards that we drew or things that are coming up for you, you can leave us a comment on that post or you can come over to Instagram. We're at Two Tarot Nerds. And yeah, if you head over to Substack, be sure to subscribe so you can get access to the database and see all of the cards that we've pulled and links back to the episodes in which we talked about them. And it's just a really cool resource that Di put together that I love checking every week and being like, oh, how many major arcana do I have left? How many cards do we have left that we haven't pulled? Before this episode, it was 15. We might be down maybe 14 now. So yeah. So thanks so much for listening and we'll be back in your ears next week.